0: Welcome to the Mission Connect podcast, a podcast all about ordinary people doing extraordinary things to fulfill the great commission of Jesus. Our goal is to help you connect with God's mission for your life. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and moved to fulfill your mission. And now here's your host, Finu Eich.
1: hey welcome to the mission connect podcast listen thank you so much for tuning in today uh, friends I'm always thrilled that you would take a few moments to uh, check out this podcast and listen to the stories of life transformation and how people are are utilizing their gifts and their talents and their abilities and just whatever God's given them and gifted them with uh, for, to fulfill his mission uh, for their life and my hope and my desire is that because you've listened to the podcast today in this episode that it will more motivate you, inspire you, encourage you to take a step of faith and uh, just fulfill God's plan and God's mission for your life. May you connect with God's mission for your life. So uh, listen, friends, today uh, we have an exciting guest with us and I'm really uh, glad that she's on the podcast today and I really want you to hear her story. But before we get there, Go Conference 2018 is just a couple of days away. Friends, listen, we've got over 2,000 people from all across the Greater Toronto area that are registered for the conference this year. I am just so thrilled about what God is about to do when people from all kinds of different backgrounds, denominations, churches, ethnicities, cultures, etc., are going to come together. We're going to worship Jesus together. That's important. And then we're going to engage with the idea of igniting passion for national transformation. We want to see Canada transformed by the power of God. And I believe when Christians come together, when they lift up the name of Jesus together, when they get equipped for mission together, that God can do incredible things in a nation. So I'm excited for what God is going to do. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, we still have some seats available. That's right. So head to goconference.ca and get your tickets today go conference.ca to reserve your tickets today and remember this year we're doing the conference in two locations simultaneously no that's not a simulcast but the the speakers will be driven to both locations so they can speak uh, in person at both locations one on the east side of the GTA which is at in Scarborough at global Kingdom Ministries and the other on the west end of the GTA in Brampton at faith gospel Tabernacle you can go to faith gospel in Brampton both Friday and and Saturday, and the same thing on the east side at Global Kingdom Ministries, both Friday and Saturday. So get your tickets today at goconference.ca. Now, today on the podcast, we have Faitine Griseski. Faitine is actually one of our speakers at Go Conference, and she's just an incredible woman of God. I mean, when I recorded that podcast with her, it was actually uh, pretty late uh, in the evening. I was just on a meeting in the office, and that was the time uh, we had figured out to schedule um, the recording. Recording. And I'm telling you, I was done this uh, interview, which you're just going to hear now, and just I-, I was so pumped. I was so excited for what God is going to do and is already doing in the nation of Canada. Uh, Fatine is someone that's been uh, in the national scene, if you will, in Canada and uh, just a revival in Canada for many years now. She's led prayer across the nation through the cry rally. She's also engaged uh, with parliament and MPs in Ottawa, uh, just advocating. Advocating for life and advocating for the Christian cause. And recently she's launched a television program called Fateen, and uh, it's just making waves across the nation. You really ought to check it out. Uh, I think the website is TV. Uh, you'll find it in the show notes as well. So uh, just excited about this podcast. friend. as you listen to this, I want to encourage you. The God of Fateen is your God. The God who's using this woman of God to do incredible things around the nation of Canada and even internationally is the God who's calling you. You to connect with his mission for your life so god bless you as you listen okay it's great to have fate on the mission connect podcast fa welcome to the podcast
0: i was so excited for new to be here thank you for having me
1: So, Faitine, you are going to be with us at Go Conference 2018, Mm -hmm. October 26th Mm -hmm. and 27th. We're so looking forward to it. And uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about the conference at the end of this podcast. But uh, let's start uh, with talking about, you know, Faitine, I usually ask my guests, how did you come to an encounter with Christ? Because when we talk about mission, Mission starts with first encountering uh, the one who gives us mission, and that's Jesus, gives us purpose Mm -hmm. for life and destiny for life, Mm -hmm. and that's Christ. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your journey and how you encountered Christ, and uh, what was that moment of commitment to Him like?
0: Yeah. Well, I actually feel moved just to start with, it was something that I heard a preacher say once, which actually applies to my testimony. And, you know, he was doing a survey uh, in his church and I think the church was probably like 600 people or so. And he said, you know, how many of you guys came to the Lord through a TV ministry? And it was like 1% of the room raised their hand. Mm. And then he said, you know, how many of you came to the Lord through like somebody giving them a track or giving you a track? And again, it was like a really like 1%, 2%. And then he, he went down the line and then he asked the question, how many of you came to the Lord? Because somebody in your life loved you, you know, like a relationship, you saw the love of God in action. And it was like 95% of the room, like just put up their hand. And, and I have to say, I'm in that 95, you know, I am, um, was raised in a Christian home, you know, uh, my parents were devout Catholics, but I don't know how it missed me. (laughs) I just, it just, the dots did not connect. You know, I believed in God, but honestly, I only prayed when I needed help on a math test or there was a cute guy that I wanted to ask me out on a date. and He was like, please, Jesus, please, you know? Uh, but I, I didn't have uh, a relationship with the Lord. I didn't have a consecrated heart towards the Lord at all. Proved that in my high school years. And, um, you know, but you know, I had a general belief in God. You know, but honestly, right. by the time Sidney, I hit uh, university, I was like cut and I, cut and paste kind of believer. You know, I believe that there were certain parts of the Bible that were pretty good. Like, yeah, you should probably feed the poor, but then the, the that whole like you know, morality thing and, you know, right. purity thing was just like nowhere on my radar. Right. So, right. Um, you know, but, but I sort of, you know, I, I, from the outside, I looked like I had it together, but on the inside, I knew I was, I was a mess. I actually, mm. by the time I got to university, I had an eating disorder that was pretty much um, out of control. It started as anorexia developed into bulimia, and um, it was basically ruling my days, my life, and my whole day was planned around how, where I was going to get food, and, you know, you know, I want to take up all the time on that part of my testimony, but just to say, I knew that, that I was not, you know, walking in the fullness of whatever life could be, right, and I remember one night just looking up at my dormitory room at the roof, and just saying, you know, God, you know, if you're real, like, Come on! Like, surely you have the 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 ability to reveal yourself to me. Right. And I, you know, for I wish I could say that like a lightning bolt from heaven, you know, hit me, or that like Gabriel showed up in my bathroom. Right. And you know, it, I didn't have a supernatural encounter at that moment. But what began to happen is and i I can see this now looking back is god just began to put people in my life you know people at at work that had the fruit of the spirit and you know it's particularly at work but also um some people in my personal world as well. just some of my friends came to the Lord. And I have to be honest with you, they bugged me, you know, because they wow. they were they were happy. And it like yeah. got under my skin because I was like, Why are you guys so happy? And I was yeah. like, it's uh it, it kinda like annoyed me a little bit. I was like, who are these glowworm people that just kinda mm-hmm. shine and have this joy and it was it was honestly for me. It was just the fruit of the spirit that I was observing. And eventually, long story short, I was like Okay, I'm gonna lay down my pride here and admit that they have something I don't and and I I need that. And it was actually at a campus crusade for, for Christ meeting that I, I officially, you know, read the prayer, signed the paper, whatever. I right. don't know if that was the moment or if it was a progressive thing, and um, you know, began going to a Bible study and it was just one thing after another. But I but for me. And I think, you know, when I reflect back on this, I just think it's so powerful that it was the fruit of the spirit being displayed through people. It was love, you know, and, and the word says that, that it's, it's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. And a lot of times I think when I think of that scripture, I think of like, you know, the love of God encountering me directly, but you know, it's actually, it was the love of God coming through people that drew me to repentance. And, um, And it was, it was powerful. And, and it was actually in my, my later, like in the years after that, when I really began to experience the power of God, where I was, Mm -hmm. I was supernaturally delivered from that eating disorder in a dream. Mm -hmm. Um, I was healed of a terminal illness um, in 1999. Um, You know, we, started seeing miracles, signs and wonders, like you know, through our street outreach, there was, you know, a guy that was healed of, of HIV, another guy hepatitis, and we would see the power of God, you know, in manifestation. And I was like, you know, I remember thinking at one point, you know, in my journey, I'm like, man, I've just seen too much. Even if I didn't see anything else from this point on, I've seen yes. too much to go back. Right? right. But but I I wanna emphasize those and you I I think, you know, sometimes as as you know, people trying to reach out to our communities, we want to be like these super ninja Christians that are just like, you know, got all the right news. But in reality, I think more people, more people are going to come into the kingdom simply because of the fruit of the spirit and the love of God, probably than anything else, you know, when all the cards are laid bare. And that was my journey.
1: That's amazing. I mean, you know, when we talk about connecting with God's mission for your life, again, to your point, a lot of times people are thinking, okay, this is going to be this light from heaven. There's going to be an angelic choir that's going to start singing this beautiful song. And I'm going to hear this great call from God that's going to call me to do something absolutely Significant. Not that everything we do is not significant, but our thought or our, our perception is that's what it's going to look like. And so I'm not engaged in God's mission around me because I haven't had that moment yet. And yet. Uh, what you're talking about is, listen, just being incarnational, just being Jesus in flesh to the people around you uh, in your character and your love. And also, as you said, uh, in the power of God, you know, my story is sort of similar that I uh, was bedridden for years and uh, couldn't move for, for months, couldn't do anything. And and one day somebody prayed for me and I got healed. And, and what that did for me is it, 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 it established in me the reality of who God was and what God was able to do. Like you were saying that mm. you couldn't go back because you just seen too much to know that <laughs> he is God, you know, and that he can do anything he wants to do and he's able to do it. And so I think those two, the combination of the love of God expressed through us and the power of God to meet the needs of the people around us, not because of us, yeah. but because it goes through us. That is so powerful, but here's my question to you, Fatin. What took you from being at that campus crusade for Christ uh, meeting and signing that piece of paper or card to street ministry and you know praying for the sick and all of that? Like, what was the trigger? What? What? what you know, I guess why I'm asking this question is there's there's a lot of people in Christendom today that say, well, I did sign the card and I did pray the prayer. And what more do you expect me to do? Like, you know, I'm good. I'm good with God. I love God. I'm going to heaven. You know, that's it. Like, this is, this is it. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be a good quote unquote Christian. But what made you take that leap to say, uh, yeah, but I'm not just going to do that. I'm going to do more. I'm going to actually go out there and make a difference.
0: You know, I have to be honest and say, I'm, I'm greedy you know, I want to take as much as I can to eternity with me. Wow. You know, I want to take
1: wow, as great much pleasure
0: mm-hmm. as I can. To, and I think if you read the Bible, yeah. you, you see that, you know, like it, right. it's the foolish man that, that stores up, you know, for, for this side of eternity. And it's the wise man that sows for the other side. And I can remember being in a prayer time, you know, just me, you know, mm-hmm. in my little basement suite and, just praying and, and just crying out to God and asking him to stamp the word eternity on the inside of my eyelids. I said, God, every time I close my eyes every to my blink, I want to see eternity. I don't, I don't want to get to the end of my life. I don't want to stand before you and, and be like, wow, like, it's amazing. You're here, you love me, but, but, you know, not having brought anything with me. And, I'm, and, I, and I don't say this out of a striving or out of a sure. workspace thing. Yeah. It's it's a genuine love for God. Like I, he gave everything for me. And for like everything, yes. not like yeah. he was shamed. He was beaten. He was brutalized. He mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, go down the list. And he gave it all for me. And so how selfish of me to to not give it all for him. You know, it just, yeah. you know, this is our reasonable, sacrifice, right? As, right, as the Apostle Paul said. So for me, it's just intuitive that if heaven is real, which it is, and if hell is real, which it is, um, then the wise person will spend their days in in the light of eternity. And I think if somebody's having a hard time giving it all for Jesus, I just, I say, get on your face and pray that prayer. You know, if, if you want it, you know, God doesn't make yeah. us do anything, you know, and, right. but you know, God, give me a revelation of eternity. Give me a revelation that, you know, every minute I have, every dollar I have, the talents that you've given me, all of this can be translated into, into heavenly reward, for your name's sake. And that's real. That's the Bible, right? Um, I I can start preaching here for new, but I I know, I know we only got 30 minutes on this podcast, so I'm going to just cut it off.
1: there. (laughs) No, I I love what you're talking about. This is, this is what, what the podcast is all about. This idea of being on mission. And, and, you know, I I was talking about this recently, you know, Paul says, uh, we're all running a race and he says, run to win this idea of don't settle, you know, like, Go for uh, my. I think I was talking about my title was "Go for Gold." Like, give it everything you have, because that's the New Testament model. We're gonna literally. I mean, the early disciples—they literally gave their lives, right? Um, but I think you say something powerful there, even in your. Because I think part of what people struggle with is, well, how do you get motivated? How do you get passionate? How do you get inspired? And 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 you talk a lot about prayer, and and you're known actually, I think nationally for the prayer movement that that. that I'm not sure if you led it necessarily, but you were definitely a part of it for a long time and and probably still are. So talk to us a little bit about how important that that prayer movement is, that obviously personal time of prayer, but even mobilizing people to pray and to reach out to God for a stirring up. Because the reality, I suppose, is that I, you and I cannot stir ourselves up. Or if we try to do it, it wouldn't last too long. It has to be the work of Holy Spirit uh, working within us. So talk to us a little bit about just prayer and, and your passion for prayer and then the whole movement that came out of that.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot in that. Um, I would say, you know, I just look at the life of Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he always started at the place of prayer, uh, but he never stopped there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'll, I'll never actually forget the day, and I know this isn't directly answering your question, but I had just spoken to the Justice Committee in, in the Parliament of Canada regarding the age of sexual consent and was processing some stuff with the Lord about that. Long story short, you spoke to me in that moment, and you said, faith hey, Tina, if my son would have stopped at the place of prayer the whole world would be going to hell wow and he said he said if, if you're going to see a jesus movement in the nation of canada it needs to truly do what jesus did and what did jesus do he always started at the place of prayer he went to gethsemane right. but then he went to the place of spirit-led action wow. and I just honestly think it's as simple as that. That that almost defines Christianity in a lot of ways, you know, you know, you know, going to the place of prayer, going to the place of relationship with the Lord, that before Jesus went to the masses, he went to the mountain. Before he went to the place of proclamation and power, he went to the place of prayer. And if Jesus needed to rise early in the morning to spend time with the father to get his instructions, you know, we're just a little bit of crazy to try to like leapfrog that. It's just, I don't know. I'm not better than Jesus. I don't know. anybody else out there but and so so i just think this is basic christianity it's prayer and then being compelled from the place of prayer. And the reality is, and you I you know this, Fanu, is that when you when you're compelled from the place of prayer, there's joy in the compelling. It's yes. not thriving. There's there's That's oil, right. there's love. Like you're not you're not going out and, and doing whatever it is he's telling you to do because you have to, or it's just a religious thing, or I'm gonna get in trouble with God if I don't right. do it. No, it's like you are raptured with love for him because you've seen him in the secret place right and i think it's the only way you can survive i don't know how you survive in this world without without that connection with god and you know if that is true for the personal level you know in our personal lives but i also believe it's true for the national level you know and so that's why we do the, the cries which is a a national solemn assembly the spirit of joel too gathering the whole nation together to pray and fast for canada why because if we're going to see canada um, impacted for the glory of God, we need to start in the place of prayer and then go to the place of spirit-led action. So, mm. um, I honestly just think this is basic Christianity. But one thing I've learned in my my time on this earth, walking with the Lord, is that the most powerful things in the kingdom are very simple. Mm. They're just not easy. Mm. And there's a big difference between simple and easy, right? Like a, if you want, if you want to get, be bulk, you, you want to be healthy, go work out okay? right. real simple, simple concept, yeah. but not easy. It wars that's against right. our flesh. Right. And that's so, uh, that's why I think, you know, this, this is probably the battle, the greatest battle anyone will ever fight will be the, the battle for the prayer room. Um, um, you know, and it's, and it's the battle. I think that changes nations, nations. It's a starting point. It's not the ending point, but it's the right. starting point. <laughs>
1: Talk to us a little bit about how you overcome the, I don't know, the obstacles that you face, because obviously listening to you, you're a very passionate person, very compelling in how you share and talk about Christ and your, you know, your sort of experience with him and, and how that sort of led uh, into ministry opportunities as well. But how do you face obstacles? How do you face challenges? I'm sure when you started, you know, the cry and the whole, you know, call people to prayer and you're trying to organize this. I'm sure there's been opposition and obstacles. Um, how, how, what what do you do to keep yourself motivated, to keep moving forward, to, to, to persevere regardless of what's happening around you in opposition to what God's spoken to you?
0: You know, I think that for me, what, what helps me is a, a biblical definition of success. Mm. Um, I'm not going to quote a Bible scripture here, but uh, a quote by mother Teresa, she said this: she said, God hasn't called me to be successful. Mm. And I'll expand on that and say like in a worldly sense, right. God hasn't called me to be successful. He's called me to be faithful. That's and good. when we stand before him on the, on that day, he's not going to be like, how big was your bank account, baby? Yeah. And you know how well was your name known and how many Facebook followers did you have? How many YouTube right. has he's going to say, right. did you do what I, did you do what I asked? And did you do it with love? You know, cause it says that yeah. anything that's not done in love doesn't matter. Right. right. So, so I for me when I hit resistance which in all honesty even right now like dang we're, we're doing national media stuff like this uh, we're at a level that of resistance like and nothing I've ever even experienced before we walked off our map in this season and yet it, it, what, what fuels me in the day-to-day is just simply knowing that he asked me to do this he asked me to do it you know and if he asked me to do it that's That's the end point. That's the starting point and the end point. I I didn't come up with this idea of like, oh, hey, I think I'm going to do a TV show now. You know, no, like if if I wanted to be famous, I'd find another way. I wouldn't be talking about abortion on national television. You know, I'd be, you know, whatever. Um, But, you know, because he asked that's what gets us in the game. And that's what keeps us in the game. If we hang our hat on some sort of worldly definition of success, we'll quit. We'll burn out because it's not powerful enough to keep us in the fight. This is not
1: Yeah, no, that is, that's, that's powerful. And I think for anyone listening to this podcast that's, that's thinking about mission and purpose and destiny and what God's called, uh, called you to do, I think that is so important because I think often what happens, Fatim, is, you know, we start off with the right desire and, and wanting to, be faithful and obey God. But then there's all these expectations from people. So you started a prayer movement. I'm just going to use you as an example for a moment, but started a rally. Well, how many people showed up to it? Like, you know, were these significant people there? Did pastors join in? Did churches support? Like, And so all of a sudden people start to build up these expectations of what they think what God called you to do should look like. And before you know it, you're chasing them down all these trails, trying to prove to everybody that you did hear from God. And this was God and, and that it is working or not. And, and, and yet the Bible yeah. calls
0: that something. I think the Bible calls that the fear of man.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah.
0: I think the Bible calls that the fear of man.
1: And I think a lot of times in mission, when we're trying to fulfill God's destiny for our life, we measure ourselves, the scorecard that we use to figure out if we are doing what God's called us to do, unfortunately uh, goes from, you know, spirit led to very carnal, because again, I mean, we're living in the social media generation. We were just in a, uh, in, a, um, in a pastor's meeting earlier today, and we were talking about this comparison, like the spirit. I had this pastor, uh, very prominent in Toronto now, got a really fast-growing church, and he was saying how he struggles with the spirit of comparison, and that comes upon you when you're looking at other people on social. And, and he made a point. He says, it doesn't matter how successful you are or not, that thing tries to attack you and, and tell you that you're not doing it well enough and you don't have it all right and and all of that. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Am I doing well compared to so-and-so, this person, as opposed to am I faithful, as you said, Fetine, to God's call on my yeah. life?
0: Yeah, God's measurement is is not going to be, any of the the natural metrics, it's going yep. to be the faithfulness of the response of our heart. And you know, you asked me about the cries. Like, did anybody come? You know what? Less and less over the years. <laughs> like wow. the biggest cry that we've had to date was the first one I did. You know what I mean? So does that mean uh, that I'm unsuccessful? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I am unsuccessful. But heck, fanu with all of my heart, with all of my strength, I have laid down my life the best I know how with the revelation that I have to be faithful. And I know that that, that is a delight of my father's heart. And I think really what this also comes down to is sometimes people don't Stand because they're not sure that they heard what they're supposed to do. It's like, right. you know, when the devil came to to Eve in the garden. Like, did God really, really say? say, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Did God really say, do you the go conference for new? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the whole Peter walking on the water thing, right? Like, right. as soon as he started to doubt the word of of Jesus, which said, yeah. "Come," mm-hmm. that was when he began to think. And I think. Um, this is why it's so important like obviously we need to have strong um, counsel around us people that hear the the word of the Lord especially if you're going to take on like big things you know Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really important but you know having those people in our lives that 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 call us into account saying you know what God told you you know God said you know and and that can back us up and remind us of what the word of the Lord is, you know, writing it down. Because um, I believe that one of the number one things that the enemy will do, at least at the beginning, mm-hmm. is try to challenge your hearing. Like, did yes. God really say to do this or try to get you to stall or to delay or to wait until your bank account's big enough before you step out? Um You know, and so so I would say, again, just going back to that place of prayer, because that's the only place we can nail that thing to the ground is in the place of being with our father um, and saying, okay, God, confirm to me that this is what I'm supposed to do. Because because when the wind starts pounding against my face and I'm feeling the water splatter up against my shins, I'm going to need to know Mm. that you're the one who said get out of the boat. And if I know that you're the one that said that get out of the boat, then that's enough for me. Because even if I drown trying, at least I was faithful. That's and powerful. I get a martyr's reward, you know?
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's powerful. That's, and that's one way to look at it too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, talking about stepping out of the boat, Fatine. great uh, segue here. Talking about stepping out of the boat, you really stepped out of the boat a few months ago uh, mm-hmm. going on national television. And you've got this fantastic show that I've watched multiple times called um, Fetine. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it goes... Coast to coast in Canada, right? Yep, yep. And, um, so major, major, uh, transition for you in doing that, uh, walk us through it a little bit, you know, and by the way, I should tell you, and I said this to you before we were on the air, I think it's fantastic what you're doing because I do believe, you know, like you said, we start in prayer, we hear from God, we cry out, we get on our knees, we fast, we do all of that. But then at some point we need to get up and speak to our nation and speak to our culture and stand up for what is right and what is righteous and allow that, uh, to speak as an expression of Jesus to people that may not want to hear the name Jesus, but when they see the expression of him uh, through us, when we speak and stand for those who don't have a voice, uh, I believe that could be step one for a lot of people in encountering Christ. So so kudos to you for doing this. So proud of what God is doing and how God is speaking through you. But tell us, behind the scenes, part of the curtain a little bit, we don't have that much time, but for the next five minutes, how did this come about and, and just, you know, what are the steps on the journey of going on national TV?
0: Oh, wow, I don't know if I can do that in five minutes, I'll try. Um, you know, I you know i I'm a creative. Like I love media. I love anything creative and and we've done media a lot, like even with the cries, we've always had production there, and we've mm-hmm. you know live streamed it. and so, you know, I, I love this privilege i I've never had a desire to do a TV show ever, like yeah. way way too much, way too many deadlines, you know what I mean? And I'm right. way too, you know, Navajo in terms of you know, in planes all the time preaching at conferences right. and stuff. but um it was actually honestly, it's going to be a shoot straight here. It was the last uh, federal election when two of the three major federal political parties were not allowing anyone uh, who was pro-life, yes. um, who had a, a biblical worldview regarding the unborn, to run in their parties. And um, to me, it was shocking to me. It was absolutely shocking to me, new that that was not a major national news story, because that was not about abortion. That was about freedom yeah you know because one of one of you know section two of the canadian charter of rights is freedom uh, and canadian charter of rights excuse me uh outlines fundamental freedoms one of which is freedom of religion freedom of conscience freedom of association freedom of expression you know and here we had two major political parties vying to run our nation saying no your conscience is not allowed here and that was not a news story and i was like oh my gosh how is this not a major national news story? How is this not being talked about? And one thing I've learned over the years, is that it's really easy to sit back in those moments and say, oh, those people who aren't talking about it those people who aren't you know those everybody points the finger at like those media guys those secular yeah. media guys or those pastors that don't ever talk about this or those influential people that don't ever post about this on their social media or whatever whoever whoever's <laughs> but I learned a long time ago that if God is like if if that thing's hitting me and I'm like yeah. somebody should do something about this mm. usually that's God's way of saying uh hello could <laughs> You're somebody, you qualify as somebody, right? So um, anyway, I'm probably past my five minutes now, but that was the starting point for me was just realizing how far we've gone in terms of not just being honest about, the treatment of not even Christians, but just people who have a, a, a conscience on, on certain issues. Because the reality is, there's, on that particular topic, there's lots of non-Christians that would say, hey, it's not okay to abort a baby just because it's a girl or at, at eight months both of which are legal in Canada, right? Um, So anyway, sorry, I just got political on you there, but I'm just being honest and answering your question. And so I I just began to get a burden. And I was like, God, we need a bigger voice. We need people who are talking about these issues because a lot of people didn't even know what I told you there. A lot of people, a lot of what I just said, probably a lot of people don't know um, who are even listening to this right now. And I was like, God, I just, you know, it's time. You know, and and uh, you know, David Mains was a dear, dear spiritual father of mine, and you know, Providence would have it that um, you know we began we began our journey literally in the same time period that he passed on to his graduation to eternal glory, and I just felt like you know, God is just saying you like there's a generation that's gone before us that has stood for this nation, that has rallied prayer for this nation, that has been a voice for this nation, that has spoken the truth in love to this nation pastorally and in tenderness, but in truth. And now it's your turn, you know, and I'm not saying it's like in terms of 18, like it's your turn Fanu. it's your turn, everybody who's listening here. And, um, and media is one, one of the ways to do this. And uh, if I could just close this out though, because I I really want people to hear my heart in this is that I believe one of the, the greatest ways we can serve Canada is to love Canada and to bring solutions to our nation's greatest problems. You know, I look at the fact so that, you know, our First Nations youth, the highest suicide rate on the planet, our Inuit youth, 40%, you know, one third of all of Inuit deaths right now are by suicide. Could you imagine being a pastor is... there? in, in the, By suicide, a third of the funerals that you do, you know, um, our, the suicide rate with our, our vets, you know, 40%. Um, you know, and we could go on and on, you know, the, the majority of women who have abortion saying that they were bullied and pressured and harassed into it, you know, 30,000 children right now, adoptable in the foster care system, that if they are not adopted and just grow out of the system, there's like a huge chance that they'll be trafficked and killed. You know, and yet, yet we have 30,000, like, you know what, when I hear that stat, I think, man, if the church would could just love those 30,000, guess what, most of them will get saved. Most of them would become evangelists. Most of the, but it's not even about that. It's about what would Jesus do to love Canada? Jesus would go after these issues. He would go after the little girls that are being trafficked. He would go after those First Nations kids. He would go after freedom. You know, and so that's what my heart is with the show is just to talk about these issues, to love our nation by by bringing these things into people's awareness and saying, hey, guys, you know, it's not enough just to post about this on Facebook. It's not enough just to like like something or retweet it, but let's actually be the solution to our nation's biggest challenges. And you know what, Sunil Phine- Guess what? People are just gonna people are gonna fall in love in the Jesus with the Jesus that they see in a church that is saving orphans and breaking the spirit of suicide off of First Nations kids. Come on. People are gonna fall in love with that Jesus because he's powerful and he's legit. And so it starts with a conversation. And that's what I hope my, my show is doing. And I hope yes. is just bringing that conversation to the nation yes. that will provoke people yes. to be the solution, to be the hands and feet of Jesus on these issues. And um, honestly, it's just there's no way people won't fall in love with Jesus when they see him in action like that.
1: No, absolutely. Um, I I don't know what to say to some of the stats. I mean, this is a could be a whole podcast on its own to talk about um, the children of our nation and uh, the need that's there. And uh,
0: sorry, the, I just church. I just blew your thirty minute time zone there. No, yeah, no, so that's sorry.
1: that's cool. Listen, no, this is this is oh, come such to the a
0: conference. Everybody, come absolute. to the conference.
1: I love that thanks for that plug uh, Faitine. yeah uh, no, because this is this is something we need to talk about and um, uh, you know my encouragement to everyone that 's listening today and that 's listening to Faitine, and you know Faitine, your passion is infectious i mean and and it 's compelling because you deeply believe in what you 're talking about, and that comes through uh, in this podcast, but it also comes through I, I should let you know even on your uh, on your show i mean. Uh, for a person that cares about the mission of Christ, it's deeply challenging and at times uncomfortable to hear some of what you're talking about, and the reality of what's happening in our nation. To say, okay, well, what are we doing about it, and how are we engaging uh, with that in a practical way, as opposed to, like you said, oh man, great show, you know, like like uh, the video on Facebook or what, right? Um, and so. You know, I think it's interesting. I want to go back and closing to what you said. You know, it's it's simple but not easy. I mean, it's simple in the sense that a lot of this, uh, this stuff that's going on, the issues that are happening in our nation, uh, you know, people have the ability, the power, the resources, the finances uh, to make a difference. Uh, and and sometimes it's also when you look at the problem as this whole national thing, you're like, oh, there's never anything i could do about it but when you break it down and say well if i can help one young person if i can talk to one person that's that's struggling with suicide if i can you know do something you know in my wherever God's placed me, uh, that adds to the solution in a national context. And so uh, that's just my encouragement to those of uh, you that are listening to this podcast is just, you know, get involved, get engaged. And so Teen, we're excited to have you at Go Conference. Uh, I know we're going to talk about some of this at the conference this year. Uh, We're talking about igniting passion for national transformation. So uh, you are like the best person to have on this uh, at this conference because you sort of embody this idea of passion and and national transformation, wanting to see Canada transformed by the power of the gospel. So we're excited to have you at the conference. Looking forward to it.
0: Well, I, I am so honored, to new. I love your heart and passion. I love the vision of this event. I think everybody should come. It's going to be powerful. And I know lives are going to be marked in a way that will have impact in eternity. And that's huge. So thank Amen. you for doing it.
1: Awesome. So GoConference.ca, everybody is where you need to go and get your tickets uh, 26th and 27th. We're doing it in two locations this year simultaneously. So you can attend either GTA East or GTA West. And Fetine, before uh, we go, how can people reach you? What's the best way for them to connect with you? uh, If they want to connect with you, your ministry and uh, and the TV show and, and what God's doing through you guys?
0: So easy. Just Google 18, F-A-Y-T-E-N-E, <laughs> uh, such a unique nickname that it comes yes. up first and just don't hey. believe everything you read. Yeah. Uh, but 18.tv is uh, our website right now.
1: Yeah. Talking about unique names, Finu Ipe is quite unique as well. So uh, I tell people the same thing. Just Google Finu. If you can get that in, uh, you'll find me. So that's awesome. So guys, Google Faitine and uh, please connect with her, like her on social media, follow her posts, uh, see what God's doing through her life and get engaged. So thanks again, Faitine. God bless you. And uh, we can't wait to see you at Go Conference.
0: We will see you soon.
1: Awesome. Friends, you really want to take the time to come out and listen to Fetine uh, speak at Go Conference 2018. If you haven't already reserved your tickets and you're listening to this before the 26th and 27th of October, then you still have time to get your tickets. GoConference.ca. Reserve your tickets today and I hope to see you at the conference. Friends, I'm always, always thrilled to hear from those of you that listen to this podcast. Would you send us an email? Let us know how this podcast is making a difference in your lives all you need to do is send us an email to info at passion dot That's info at passion to Also, please make sure to subscribe on iTunes and on Google Play so that you get these podcasts delivered to you uh, every time we release a new episode. So thanks again. Appreciate you all. God bless you. Check out our website, passiontoreach.com Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to the Mission Connect podcast. Join us next time for more insights on how you can live out God's mission for your life.